Hello and you're listening to Take Me Back to My Virtual Reality. It's time to trooper transform and cross the reality border as we immerse ourselves in the world of VR troopers. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm joined by the other one who's also a host. Those wouldn't be Halloween costumes, would they? I didn't think so! I'm Rob, hi. Um. (laughs) Wow. So, uh, before, before we start talking about this episode, I feel like there should be a little bit of a disclaimer. Because um, obviously at the end of the last episode, we were like talking about how we don't just want to rip into it and like it it comes from a place of love. But this episode was particularly awful. Yeah, genuinely bad. It's not us making fun, like taking the piss out of it because haha, taking the piss is fun. This is us going to be like, wow, this is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I... I I get it, like, writing things is hard, and I guess they were doing it, like, the way they would have done old Power Rangers, and they were just making it up as they went along without really taking anything from the source material, apart from the footage. Um, But, and also, yeah, it's two shows as well, just melded into one, but (laughs) they could have gone about this episode a lot better than they did. (laughs) It's, I feel like, it was turned in <laughs> like it was the guy was like oh shit i got a deadline at four and it's one i better uh <laughs> put together this episode um uh yeah 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 we'll get to it but it doesn't i like how there's an entire section that just seems to be put in there to expand the runtime and doesn't have any bearing on the entire rest of the episode it's just there as a thing I mean arguably most of the episode was like that (laughs) (laughs) we can get into it quickly after I talk about some very quick production notes Uh, this aired on 24th September 1994 Uh, so a day after the previous episode uh, written by Doug Sloan who wrote the previous episode oh wait no two episodes ago and uh, oh no wait no the last episode I can't remember one of the one of the two last two episodes mm. and directed by Worth Keeter who we talked about before he was the weird eighties three D movie guy who shot some pornos as well I think so so no no one no one knew <laughs> no one knew nothing interesting I literally have a note saying nothing happened on this day lol <laughs> um, so yeah I, I, the website told me that uh, uh, some political party in Myanmar was invented, but I looked it up and that was wrong. So nothing <laughs> happened on this day. So okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> shall shall we shall we cross the reality barrier and watch the the, the virtual V six episode eleven? Let's do it to it. Countdown control. Four, three, two, one. We are. We are. We Okay, so I, instantly I I had issues, but <laughs> <laughs> we we open up as always at the Korean Peace Bell, and Ryan's talking about pollution and climate change, which I thought was actually quite sad because this show is almost thirty years old at this point. Yeah, and we haven't done yeah, anything. even in the nineties, <laughs> it was part of the conversation, and yeah, here we are in the end times. But anyway. 
Yeah. So it was quite funny because it was his dad saying, "Oh yes, you know." Mom, oh, sorry. First of all, apparently his dad was teaching him to uh, uh, appreciate the things that everyone does, like a, a nice blue sky on a spring morning. And it's like, oh, okay, that's a bit poetic, Ryan. <laughs> and Ryan's dad is like, "Hey, son, um, you, uh, you know, you and your generation need to stop polluting and clean up the skies because <laughs> us boomers, we're not going to do it." <laughs> yeah, Just like it was quite funny. What? Why did he say? that was Ryan's issue to sort out. And also, if Ryan was a kid at that point, that would have been, like, what, in the 80s or something? So... Yeah, yeah. Which is why they were both wearing matching denim... Oh, yeah, of course. ...jackets and jeans. <laughs> and a blue shirt, T-shirt underneath. But, yeah, it's just like, no, now would be a good time to start. But no, you're when you get older, that's, that's when you need to start sorting out yeah. pollution and climate change and all of that. But, uh, um... Yeah, that that was that, uh, and I guess it sort of went into the point, of the the plot of the episode, uh, which what which starts off as you know we cut to the UV daily and the nerdiest nerd that ever nerded walks into uh, the office, and uh, he bumps into Caitlin because she's not looking where she's going, and she's also dressed like Mario, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, um, she was. Yeah, she she's got like a red shirt and a blue uh, uh, overall dress. Uh, surprise! She's not, you know, eating flowers to <laughs> shoot fireballs. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I want to speak to a reporter." He says, bumping into someone inside a newspaper office. Uh, and his name is, <laughs> wow. And we thought, what was the guy from last episode? Um, oh, don't don't make me say it. <laughs> someone Gibson. Uh, uh, someone Gibson. But anyway, this guy is called Ulysses T. Poindexter, which is. What a name. That's, that's, that's why the script is so bad. It's because they spent, like, clearly, like, an entire evening trying to come up with that name. <laughs> like, let's come up with a really nerdy sounding name. Yeah. Ulysses T. Poindexter. Jesus Christ. Like, anyway. I'd like to know uh, how he was able to just walk in and also how the Skug, which we will see very shortly, uh, also just managed to walk in just. Standing there in some kind of mini library, overlooking everything that's going on, they're just they're very lax of like who they let into the building. Yeah, like again, I guess this goes back to last episode where I, I, I guess there are loads of undercover scugs in any, every location with a VR trooper, <laughs> <laughs> or they're just taking over bodies, Agent Smith style, um, which would be even weirder. That's um, starting <laughs> to seem more likely. Like the more episodes that yeah. we watch, the more that sort of feels like it's the case. Yeah, which is very disconcerting considering the bodies disappear when they get defeated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Ulysses T. Poindexter. I wonder what the T stands for. Is it supposed to be like a Kirk reference? Anyway, <laughs> Ulysses T. Poindexter um, is like, oh, I've invented a clean engine. It doesn't run on fossil fuels. It runs on plant extracts, which, yeah, biofuels a thing, I suppose. And uh, he claims that uh, none of the big companies or corporations want anything to do with it. Um, so he's like, oh, if we run a story in the newspaper, it could be famous and someone will take a chance on it. And it's like, okay, I don't know if this was happening in 1994, but uh, in reality, energy corporations love to buy up these kind of ideas so they can, you know, stall development as long as possible. <laughs> um, uh, and then they can have like a nice uh, uh, press release like, oh, hey, you know, we've we've bought this amazing new technology. 
uh, and then you'll never hear about it again. Um, <laughs> uh, so they get a nice bit of PR, uh, but they can still just be oil corporations yeah. who have invested far too much in infrastructure of getting oil from the ground into the hose you put into your car, but they're not willing to invest in any new infrastructure, I guess, like <laughs> whatever plant extract bio- biofuel this guy is talking about. So here's where the episode got a bit strange. Um, Caitlin claims that she has some friends who know a lot about engines and stuff. Presumably that's Ryan and JB. Spoilers, it is. Um, (laughs) And so she asked to just take the plans. And if her friends think it's legit, then she'll run the story. Like, uh, okay, fine. But um, yeah, Ulysses is like, oh, I, I guess I can trust you. And he just hands over his floppy disk of plans to this woman that he's just met who like him could just be walking around in this (laughs) office could be anyone i have some friends who know a lot about engines and stuff if you trust me with the plans i'll show it to them and if they think it's for real i'll do your story i suppose i could trust you be very, very discreet. My lips are sealed. Yeah, and like, I was wondering about that. Like, it, does she generally say it because she thinks that JB and Ryan are smart enough to, you know, figure it out? Or is she like, oh, I get, I bet we can do something in the VR lab or whatever to do with it? Like, that's never really... F- I mean, they do go to the VR lab and do something with it. Spoilers for this 26-year-old episode. Um... <laughs> But, like, do you think that was her plan all along? Or did she actually just think that, you know, JB and Ryan, two apparently 18, 19-year-olds, would know enough about engines to be like, oh, yeah, this will work. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's strange. Like, I th- I couldn't quite work out what her intentions were. Because why, if they were going to make something in virtual reality, why would it matter if it's, like, like uh, environmentally friendly or anything? Because... It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little, a little side note for this scene. When Ulysses handed over the floppy disk, I noticed that on his right hand there was loads of ink. And at first, I thought, well, maybe like a fountain pen exploded or something. But like, yeah. it's on there so neatly. I'm just like, does he have tattooed hands? Oh, I didn't actually notice that. What I did notice was in the final scene. He's talking to uh, Caitlin, JB, and Ryan about the newspaper thing, mm. and suddenly there's like a, a it's not, there's not an awkward cut, but the way it's cut, suddenly he's holding like a business card. So maybe oh yeah, he like wrote down someone's number, perhaps Caitlin's again. Spoilers for the end of the episode where oh she awkwardly asks him out, but yeah yeah that that makes sense. There could have been a like a pen exploding scene that got cut out and they just didn't necessarily film it in the in chronological order. No, that makes sense. I didn't yeah, I didn't consider that. I forgot about the business card thing. Or 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 you know there is um you know an, an extra bit of plot that they were going to put in the episode but they decided to cut it for them going swimming or whatever. Um <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Um but yeah, so apparently yeah, you said that there's a guy who is a scug in disguise reading what looks to be like books in a library on yeah, another it, level across the room. It looks like room. he's surrounded by like encyclopedias or something. 
I'm wondering if it's like, oh, this is the newspaper's research desk, or it could just be the newspaper isn't very rich, so you know they have share a building with a library, um, which would make sense, I suppose. But yeah. Um, yeah, also I'm not sure how the Skug was able to hear them like bloody all the way across the room. Got re- <laughs> the really good Skugular hearing. Skugular hearing, great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very upset that you've said that now. Um, <laughs> anyway, he like transforms into a Skug and then disappears into the floor. Have they had that power before? I I can't recall them doing that before. Um, you know what? I'm not sure. I I feel like they probably have done it before. No, or maybe they haven't. But, no, I'm not sure now. But they do it twice in this episode, and I thought it was like, oh, I mean, you know, bad guys teleporting away is classic Toku. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird. But anyway, so uh, I guess because of the Skug Ziktor. Uh, knows about it, and he's like, oh, this nerd's engine will never see the light of day. What would it do to our energy empire? He asks Juliet, and then it's morphing time. Before we started recording, I did say that there was no scenes in this episode. That I'd... Was it before we started recording? It probably was. Yes. Anyway, I said yeah. there were no scenes that I enjoyed, but actually, I enjoyed this one because it's the most coherent in the entire episode, I think, and... <laughs> Like, uh, Ziktor's like, like a proper villain, because yeah, yeah, like yeah, the whole like, not wanting um this Ulysses guy to have his like, energy efficient engine, like be released onto the world so he can keep polluting. I thought that was like, yeah, it was good. It was a good thing that this episode did. So it's a, it's a clear motivation, a clear evil plot that he least to carry out <laughs> but then other times he just wants to like kill talking dogs or whatever so I, I, <laughs> so i don't i don't know what's yeah. what's up with grimlord like he i don't know if he knows what he wants really forces of darkness empower me take me back to my virtual reality i really like that every time he's like monster robots or whatever are just waiting there for him like just in the room yeah um and he he summons general ivar through his television finger and uh ivar, <laughs> ivar says that him and uh drillbot will get the floppy disk with the plans but i thought yep. perhaps a monster that's got actual hands would be <laughs> a little bit better than this guy who's got like drills for fingers like <laughs> also drillbot doesn't attempt to get the disc. No, either. he doesn't. Uh, he, yeah, he doesn't do anything to do with the disc. He does something else completely. But again, we can get to that. Yep. Yeah, and that yeah. that was that was the end of that scene. That happened. But I was just amused by Drillbot and his drill <laughs> fingers. And then for some reason, we're now at the Crossworld City Pool, because it's so weird. This scene exists, and it has nothing to do with the rest of the episode at all. Like a single thing. Um, it's just they're swimming, and then Ryan's like, Ha, oh, sometimes, Caitlin, I think you're a fish. And she kind of blows a raspberry at him, and they swim off. Uh, but the, the mayor appears at the pool to shake people's hands, because that's what mayors do. I um, mean, there are better places to go and meet voters than where everybody's in swimwear. Yeah, and you're in a suit and yeah. shaking their hands. Um, but Mrs. Rooney is with him again, and uh, she says something about like, "Oh, you know, um, 
you know what the, the sun does to my skin? She lives in California. <laughs> like, she, she they, they live in, in, in L.A. Like, what the... What? How can you exist and not be good with sun? Anyway, Jeb kind of realises that she's there. And because, I guess, he's Jeb. And they've somehow have this relationship which we've not seen yet <laughs> um he runs around the pool and then we get this is my the only good bit i liked about this was we get like a cut to the troopers in the pool but there's no adr so you just see ryan kind of like his face drop and like mouth <laughs> oh no um which i thought was quite funny because like you know you wouldn't be able to hear them and the adr kind of would have made it a bit a bit kind of weird yeah um and then jeb kind of pushes a guy who throws a load of towels sorry throws a load of towels and the towels hit mrs rooney and she falls into the pool and it turns out she's wearing a wig oh oh no oh how troublesome (laughs) but she she then goes like she says something along the lines of i hate that dog of yours but like when when did they meet i don't understand she just yeah (laughs) she seems to know these people but we have no context for it I was really no. hoping it was going to be in this episode that we'd get some kind of context. Same th- but no. I, I thought it was, but maybe it's in a couple of episodes time or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> it's so it's so weird. And then that's the end of that scene. And um, then they're on their bikes to... <laughs> and uh, Airstriker is back with his famous yeah. indoor voice and he tells Grimlord <laughs> that the troopers have, <laughs> have left the dojo. That's not where they were. Oh yeah, they weren't there, were they? They were obviously doing this for plot purposes, but then it made me think yeah. that the swimming pool scene was from a different episode and it just got or I don't know, it was I don't know why it was there. It like it I feel, I feel no like... purpose. <laughs> Considering how some of these episodes have like started with them in the park all doing sort of that, mm. this is clearly like an opening for a different episode that they had to quickly sub into here to make up the minutes or whatever. Grimlord orders Airstriker to go go get the disc from the dojo, and he also refers to it as like their secret base, but like it's it's not. They have the sci-fi bedroom. He knows they have the sci-fi bedroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just been told by Airstriker that they're going to the sci-fi bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I. Why would you think that, that they leave the disc there as well? Again, so there must be some cut content from this episode that like would have made it make a tiny bit more sense. Maybe who knows? I could be, I could just be making that up. But like, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So then that was that, and that's all we see of Air Striker. We don't see him again. No, because. Uh, Grimlord made it seem like Airstriker was going to go and get the disc, but no, he just vanishes. Yeah, by Sky Striker, Airstriker, whatever his name is, the the, the robot who's loud. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the troopers get to the sci-fi bedroom, um, and JB is like, "Hey, Professor!" You know, I'm I'm pointing at the screen right now as I do this, so imagine that. <laughs> hey, Professor. Um, can I build this engine idea in VR uh, and attach it to my Sky Cycle? Which apparently isn't actually the Sky cy- Cycle. It's called the VR Fighter Bike or something stupid like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't fuck it. Because they, they call it that 
like Legend of said, what one of the bad guys does, and then he refers to it to the Sky Cycle, but officially it was released as the VR fighter bike. Apparently, I I, mean, I could check this, but I can't be bothered. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the Professor replies, virtually anything is possible. Now, I don't know whether this is virtually, as in in virtual reality, anything is impossible, or the actual use of that word. Ne- as in, like nearly anything is is possible. Um, yeah, I I struggled with that line because the way he said it as well, I was like, "What? What do you mean? Is this a pun, or <laughs> are you just saying virtually anything is in, uh, is possible?" Um, yeah, but yeah, JB like he wastes no time and he's just straight in there. Um, yep, he's like he pushes the keyboard away and he brings in two hand things and puts his hands in and I looked at this and was like what the shit is that so I found out it is called a data hand one word capital H um, <laughs> it was a 1995 keyboard even though this is episode is 94 so there may have been like some earlier version they got their hands on or something um, and it uh, operated with wrist motion and moving your fingers and um the, the, the kind of the, the keys aren't traditionally laid out and they're activated with like magnets as you move your your hands um, and it takes some practice to go but it can be quite quick but it looks so weird because you've got these weird like finger <laughs> like ports yeah. as if you're like some kind of um, ghost in the shell cyborg and like your fingers are going to detach and become <laughs> R2-D2 things and kind of go into the <laughs> Thing. Yeah, it was uh, re- really weird watching him use that thing. Yeah, uh, and apparently it did appear in in uh, an episode or two of Power Rangers, but uh, oh, I've not found. Yeah, according to the Wikipedia page, um, so I'm guessing they had this prop at Saban and just kept bringing it out when they needed some like high tech thing, <laughs> like uh, maybe you know Billy was using it to make a Zord or that seems that episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, JB gets out his his weird hand keyboard things and he starts yeah. making a 3D model on uh to see if it's for real. Uh I don't yes. I don't really know how know how just making a 3D model will determine whether or not this is for real. But anyway, that like the UI that was on the screen, it was like the most like real looking like screen in VR Troopers like I've seen yeah. so far. <laughs> but they put all this like weird shit all over it like it was glitching and I just thought what why? You could have just left it as it was and it would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was just something about this scene. Like the troopers just seemed really seedy. Like they just had these looks on their faces like like they were up to no good. And I I really didn't like it. I don't know if I can trust them anymore. <laughs> well, they're, they're stealing this engine design so they can fight a, a, a legal war. So, you know, it's a... <laughs> as, as a PMC, so... <laughs> um, so... We very briefly go back to Grimlord and he's still going on about the dojo and how it's their base. Um, and he's insistent that the disc is hidden there somewhere. But luckily, some random mutant robot has already sent some scugs over to bother Tau. Yeah, uh, and it turns out that the mutant robots are uh, uh, Zictor's three secretary ladies who transform into skugs and Tao's 
uh, like, oh, are those Halloween costumes? And then they kind of just glare at him a bit. And he's like, I didn't think so! And then just starts to fucking kick their asses with his karate. And we get another song. I, yeah. Are you, <laughs> are you ready for the lyrics of this song? It, uh, do they involve the word strike by any chance? Uh, it comes up a couple of times, yeah. So yeah. it's strike, 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 three, two, one, competition. Strike, three, two, one, competition. Strike, three, two, one, competition. Strike, three, two, one. Competition, competition, wonderful. No, no last competition. No, there was um, no last competition. It just stopped. Was this a competition or was this just like a fist fight in the middle of <laughs> an office of a dojo? <laughs> I, I forget, you know? Um, yeah, so that was the whole thing. Also, um, Jeb, and- Jeb was there, which kind, <laughs> <Yeah>. of, kind <laughs> of, I guess, implies that they did go to the dojo, but yeah. we didn't see this. No. Uh, and then a hilariously fake dog paw trips over a skug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, it reminds me of that Simpsons episode where, like, a, an old film where a, a cat with like two <laughs> oh, yeah. fake hands kind of rubs their eyes. Um, <laughs> but uh, y- yeah, um, so that's a thing. Um, and <laughs> after they leave, Tao says, "Next time they pay for their karate <laughs> lesson," and it's like, "Wow, okay." Uh, and after that one-liner. Uh, it turns out the engine prototype is complete, and because he's made it in the computer, um, they can try out in virtual reality. Uh, so, so I guess there was another three D model on yeah. on the screen, which uh, they appeared to be implying was the Sky Cycle, but it was clearly just like a Harley Davidson or something. Yeah, it was like his bike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that. That means it's good to go now because. Uh, uh, a model has been made, so um, yeah. <laughs> JB just gets up and transforms, and then he's gone. He's in. He's in the virtual place. So, so again, so this time instead of it just being like an alternate reality, we're tapping into with VR technology. No, no, it is inside computers. <laughs> so, if you build it, like you can be in it. <sighs> I love this consistency. Um, Anyway, I guess it works. And uh, Caitlin and Ryan are like, ha ha ha! That JB, he's going to be driving it forever. Oh no! We forgot! We've got to close the dojo tonight. And they split up the team. Yeah, yeah they, they leave, but they don't tell JB that they're going, which amused me. They're just. Yeah. They're just gone now. So yeah. I just. It didn't happen, but I would have loved it if he just came back and was like, "Where did they go?" <laughs> so there, there's professor, professor doesn't tell him. Yeah, <laughs> there's a very quick scene where Grimlord is angry. Maybe he said something. I don't know. I could... did he ask for a report this time? I know he asked for a report once this no. episode, but <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think it was that point because I I definitely made notes about that. So I guess yeah. if he did say something, I I don't give a fuck what it was. <laughs> so Grimlord is angry. Tao is also angry. 
he's kind of worn out from the fight as well, which I think is quite a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ryan and Caitlin sort of, uh, after discussing what happens, they tell Tao to go home, and Jeb opens his big mouth, which he seems to keep doing. He keeps talking around people, yep. and they've started getting really angry at him about it. And it's like, well, good, because. <laughs> <laughs> And for once, um, Tao hears him, even though when they went swimming last time, Tao was there when <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeb was talking. Uh, yeah. Jeb tells them they were looking for some floppies or something. Like, he kind of makes a weird mm. <laughs> a weird reference to floppy disks. Um, and uh, Caitlin figures out that the Skugs want the engine blueprint. Why would they want the engine blueprint? Who knows? She, 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 why would they, they suspect that they would want it? I don't understand. Um, and then they get a phone call from Woody. He was like, oh, I heard from a source that a bus full of kids has been kidnapped. And it was possibly Skugs. And at this point, I was like, so these two things have happened. They figure out why the Skugs are there. Mm. And this thing has happened, all very conveniently. Did, again, this script is <laughs> yeah. Like, there's there's so much going on in this episode. Um, yeah, like it's weird. Like they they find out that some skugs have hijacked a bus. Um, apparently, it's a trap. just because the script needs to know about this at this time. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grimlord reveals that it's a trap, and then then he needs a progress report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, and he says, he says he's going to destroy that engine, even though it's not real yet. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yet. <clears throat> Every, everything, everything that's happening is, it's too much. It was really overwhelming yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, they get in contact with Professor Ryan and um, Caitlin do, and this, it seems like. Perhaps there was some extra cut content where they weren't sure how to do it because they aren't JB. Um, with the way they kind of like, oh, I, I finally figured it out. Um, and they contact Professor saying, hey, can you find this stolen bus? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then immediately, like, it's on Avenue H. What I loved about like, that what? is uh, yeah. with the Netflix subtitles, H was uh, in quotation marks. <laughs> I wonder how far away from Avenue Q that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just couldn't even be bothered to think of a fake road name, just Avenue H, whatever. Again, they spent too much time on Ulysses T. Poindexter. <laughs> um, but uh, the press is going to tell JB to find them. And then also, oh no, there's like fighter jets. So Ryan has to go fight them in the sky using the same yeah. stock footage from the last ten episodes. There's a there's a really um, quick but very shit bit of suit acting where uh, Caitlin uh, like just before uh, Ryan runs off to fight some jets where Caitlin mm. speaks but the person in the suit doesn't even move and it was so depressing to watch. She just well, we're not turned even done her head with... And then that was it. Oh no! But there's We're not even done with bad suit acting yet. There's so, um, a lot yeah. more where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. For some reason, Caitlin is now fighting Skugs on her way to JB. I guess on the side of a cliff, uh, and she's inside the cliff, and she's like shooting them all in the face, and then like she's about to shoot one that's right by the camera, and the exact frame the laser is about to hit the Skug, which in uh. Uh, Spielbound normally would do a cutaway of a Skug's head exploding. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So and then they, they kind of do the, the, the peel back wipe, <laughs> which you can still do in Adobe Premiere, um, to the bus. Um, and uh, you can see creepy scug lips through the mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, JB's like, he catches up with the bus. He's in the real world, real world now, I guess. I don't know when that happened. Yep. Um, they did say he would go across the reality barrier to catch the bus or something. Oh, did he? I wasn't really listening. But um, I mean, I don't blame. I don't blame you. <laughs> the bus was <laughs> intercepted by a truck full of scugs, but it turns out that the bus the bus was empty. So uh, JB also the interior has changed. Yes, so, um, it's a completely yeah. different bus. <laughs> it was blue blue seats to begin with, and now they're red seats. <laughs> Uh, J- JB checks in with Caitlin, who's now standing on a snowy mountain, and uh, yeah, <laughs> they're just having a normal conversation. But for some reason, the Spielman footage that they selected was of Caitlin doing a bunch of like dramatic toku poses, and I, yeah, it was really good. She was just like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. While she's just like chopping in the air and stuff. Yeah, I mean that that that's the Diana lady kind of intro pose. Yeah. she's just saying, yes, okay, I'll be with you soon. <laughs> 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 yeah so then there's some more planes that happens um and <laughs> jb like works out that the kids can't be too far so he shouts he shouts computer and then his suit <laughs> speaks back to him did it speak is, back i forgot that. yeah it, it spoke back it was like scanning and then it said like a load of other random shit and i was just like oh wow. this is new i didn't realize their suits could talk to them someone's been watching too much tng uh. <laughs> those kids couldn't have gotten very far computer scanning command all sensors over there and drillbot appears who as we said has got like drills for shoulders and one ha- hand is a drill <laughs> so it's like a shit guru nagan um, <laughs> And JB's got loads of drills flying at him, and yeah, yeah. There's a there's a bit of a fight at that point. I think I don't know. The fight was yeah, and it all seems nice. to be a distraction for his bike to disappear down the lift, and for yeah. the scugs to sort of like slightly hit it to try and destroy it. <laughs> yeah, Grimlord like asked the scugs to take the bike into the dismantling plant, which is. <laughs> And then, yeah, they just sort of dance around it and hit it a bit. Yeah. Um, so then we we cut to Caitlin. Yeah, here we go. And she says that she'll use her VR scanner to see if she can find the kids. But luckily, they're just in this shed that she's standing in front of. So that didn't yeah. really take very long. Uh, and this is all originally shot footage with the fantastic suit, which... Their version of the Diana Lady suit, which is like completely the wrong shape. Way too matte. <laughs> Doesn't look very nice at all. <laughs> Gave up with my notes as well, and it really shows okay. now that I'm reading I, I, I shall I shall describe what happens next if people haven't watched it, and you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so she doesn't really kick down a door. She just kind of walks in through the door, and the kids are like, VR Troopers! <laughs> oh, yeah, and then like, they don't really care. <laughs> no. And then, so Caitlin has a fight with the Skugs, and it's literally the worst fight I've seen in this show. So far, um, because clearly whoever's in the um, Diana Lady suit or the VR Caitlin suit can't really see very well, so they're having to very awkwardly fight the Skugs, um, and then then that's done. And 
the kids run off and she's like, oh, stay together now. And then she goes to help JB, but luckily it's now source footage, so oh, yeah, d- it's better. Like, JB wants to find his bike as well, and he gets really impatient with uh, Professor Hart about locating mm. the dismantling facility. Like, it's obviously in the building. Like, just look. That would be quicker. Yeah. But he just keeps hassling Professor Hart, like, whether he's found it yet and... And, and speaking of Star Trek, like they just talk about a little fucking techno babble that doesn't make sense <laughs> in context or out of context, you know. Um, uh, it's almost as if, like, well, yeah, I, I, yeah. It, it basically, like, the, 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 what they were saying didn't really fit what they were trying to talk about. It was mm. like it was from a different episode or something. Um, and I guess because of him trying to find the bike, the bike comes to life and <laughs> run, runs over a load of skugs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. the the fight The fight goes on a bit more. Um, I I don't know. Like I've, my notes literally just say like I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, they they you know go to the, the the local Tokusats fight quarry to have a bit of a tussle. Um, I think they went back and, to uh, virtual reality. Possibly. Oh yeah, this isn't about going back across the reality barrier, um, and. Uh, having a bit of a fight, but it's not going very well. JB steals one of Drillbot's drills and tries to hit him with it, but Drillbot still has two other drills and just <laughs> hits him with those. So he does a sweet front flip over Drillbot, lands on his bike, and runs Drillbot over. <laughs> and then like, does a, a light drift in the sky, comes back, and laser lance commands him to death. Um, and Grimlord is now mad. And that's the end of the, the fight most of the episode <laughs> yeah like I found it a bit weird with Drillbot because obviously you know they blew him up and whatever but much like the uh, monster in the last episode he didn't really do anything but they killed yep. him anyway yep Um, yeah he wasn't really a threat all he did was show up and just chuck some drill bits at JB and <laughs> that, that apparently is enough to just m- murder a mutant robot but I don't know. I'm I'm looking way too much into these sort of things at the moment, and I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> spurred it on, but just whenever something dies, I'm just like it's a bit unnecessary. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, I, it's that's the kind of the thing with Tokusats, and I guess they normally get around with it because you know they're evil monsters and they're not people or whatever. Mm. Um, but I guess that's why SPD parents SPD always used to be like, "Oh, we're not killing you. We're turning you into a playing card, which is also prison." So. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so we go back to uh, the UV Daily, and they have the fakest front page newspaper. Oh, it's the I've seen in a while. Absolute worst bit of graphic design. It <laughs> it was so painful to look at, but I suppose it was only on screen for. Like a short amount half of time, yeah. So it's, yeah, but that was enough. Uh, that was half that a second too long. Yeah, uh, Ryan and JB are like, "Oh, whoa! This is the best thing you've ever written, Caitlin." It's like, okay, you're probably going to say that in four episodes' time as well. Yeah, probably. Um, and uh, Mr. Poindexter returns and trips because he's a clumsy nerd. Uh, <laughs> and that's when suddenly a business card appears in his hand. After he's like, "Oh, is there any way I can repay you?" And Caitlin is like, "Well." You could invite me out to dinner. 
And I sort of did a full 360 on my office chair as I watched it. <laughs> like, thinking, what? And, like, it was just random and slightly weird. And especially knowing how they treated Sarah. Like, it feels doubly creepy. It's yeah, like writing a weird fantasy into the the hot young girl they've employed mm. to kind of ask out the nerds because I guess they feel like they're nerds for making star- that sort of Star Trek references in <laughs> VR troops. Um, and then she's like, ooh, I guess I have that effect on men as he just is clumsy again. Yeah, um, oh, that was a really painful line and like the the unnecessary like oh you could ask me out for dinner sometime was like bad enough but then when yeah she was like oh I guess I have that effect on me I was just like oh god please stop <laughs> yeah I, and then Jeb says something and he Poindexter nearly hears Jeb and that, that's the end of the episode oh sorry it's not the end because Ryan is like oh dad you'd be proud of us for this engine woo yeah, he was like, "Oh, we really made a difference." And it's like, "Did, did you? What did mm. you do, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> you just sat in the sky base shooting missiles at <laughs> fighters, which I guess is a thing to do. But you've done it the past few episodes as well." So. And they they never it's really always... seem to be that much of a threat. All they do is just fly around. Yeah. <laughs> the last <laughs> the last bit of my notes just says this episode was exhausting. <laughs> A lot of things just happened because they needed to happen for the plot to continue. It's, it's just a mess. It's just a mess. It's just, it's just a mess of an episode. And like that swimming pool bit, which could have been at the beginning of this episode mm. and probably worked better. Although I guess it kind of would have made it harder to kind of try and um, tie the moral of looking after the planet straight into the, you know, the, the, this engine that Ulysses T. Poindexter, yeah, is. Uh, Doing, um, you know, an episode after Jeremy Gibson appears, you know they. Uh... Oh, it's such a shame because I I really in, like we took the piss, but I did really enjoy the last episode, and then when you compare yeah. it to this one, it's oh, it's such a shame. I yeah, I'm I'm lost for words. I didn't think it was going to be that bad, and it was just really really shit. And I'm annoyed that it was shit. <laughs> I didn't want it to be shit. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen the next episode yet. In fact, I didn't even write down what the next episode is called. No. I'm assuming it's going to be a virtual reality pun. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, the last one was the virtual spy. This one was the virtual V6. It's like... Yeah. Chill. And again, V6 is spelt incorrectly. V6 <laughs> yeah. engines is just V6, not V-6. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they wanted to sort of... Like a magnificent seven. I don't know. Why am I trying to justify this? It's a bad episode. Uh, it's not good. It doesn't do anything. I guess we get JB have, has a bike now, which did he not have before, or am I just confusing it with Spielban? <laughs> Who knows? Um, um, yeah, no, I don't think he did. I think, yeah, the bike was a new addition for JB, I think. Okay. So they did introduce that. Um, and he didn't use the sky base to blow up things this time either. <laughs> I I did kind of think when there was the scene with Tao and the Skugs that we were going to get maybe introduced to some of Tao's Chinese magic. But, oh, God. <laughs> but, but we didn't. I guess we have to wait a little bit longer for that. 
No, we just got to see him doing karate and beating up things. Because I guess he can, because he's a karate master. Yeah, yeah, it was good to <laughs> see him like fight some bad guys, even if it was in the worst episode imaginable. <laughs> uh, and then Jeb's like, oh, you fight pretty well for an old man. It's like, he's a fucking karate dojo master. You've been watching him train for ages. Like, what the... Why are you surprised? Yeah. This is a cliche. <laughs> yeah, literally. He's there, like, all the time. He should know. Well, I mean, at least we've now watched the episode and we never have to watch it or talk about it ever again. We can just put it behind well, us I now. Hope so. Yeah. And hopefully this is the worst episode in the series and we don't have to watch an episode this bad ever again. That would be that would be really nice. Yeah. I'm I don't want I think I've jinxed it now though, I'm probably the next <laughs> the next ninety episodes are gonna be <laughs> It's all gonna like be this. terrible. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, I think let's stop talking about this episode <laughs> this episode. <laughs> I um, I'd like that. Yeah, uh, sorry to the listeners at home for us to being really down on this really bad episode. But uh, hey, maybe the next episode will be more fun. Uh, where can people find you being more happy, Mark? <laughs> online, uh, you can find me on on Twitter and Instagram at Bozo Robo, which is B O Z O R O B O. You can also Way. read a. I did it this time. You can also read a comic that I'm doing at the moment. It's wow. it's a Toku comic. Um, nobody dies unnecessarily as well, which is you know <laughs> also a thing. And I'd like to think it's better written than VR Troopers. You can find that at duzida.co.uk, which is D U Z I D A, probably .co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> Probably he says only in the website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, you can um, find our podcast on Twitter. Uh, my VR podcast is the is the handle, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Rob Thez, which is R O B T H E Z. Uh, you can also find my work in the Magpie, which is the official Raspberry Pi magazine. We just put to print at the time of recording issue one hundred. Which I worked very, very hard on, and I hope if you read the Magpie that you enjoy it. Yeah, woo, yeah, a hundred. I've worked on like seventy of them. That's a, that's so, a fair amount of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Christ. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool. So thanks for listening. Hope you didn't watch the episode before listening, and uh, I guess we'll see you next time. And remember. We all are VR. Take me back to my virtual reality.